Matt Carpenter has found a new home. Who is the one player on this current Cardinals roster that needs to step up the most? And should we take these Dylan Carlson trade rumors seriously? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. If you like YouTube, you can find us there. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us and hit the notification button so you know when those new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Ken Rosenthal at The Athletic opened up a can of worms in Cardinal Nation in a recent article when discussing what the Los Angeles Dodgers are wanting to do about their center field possession. So let me explain everything to you real fast. So um, Ken's talking about the Dodgers, mentions how Cody Bellinger is gone, and he was one of the worst hitting center fielders in all of baseball, and we know that. He'd been a shell of himself the last two seasons. He's now the Chicago Cubs problem. <laughs> now uh, the Dodgers are down to Chris Taylor and Trace Thompson as possible replacements, but Rosenthal decided to bring up some trade discussion, and here's what he said. The Pirates' Brian Reynolds, Diamondbacks' Alec Thomas, Cardinals' Dylan Carlson, and Mariners' Jared Kelnick are among the trade possibilities and all fit the Dodgers' need for a left-handed or switch hitter. Carlson could be the Cardinals' odd man out, with Lars Newbar, a viable option in center, and Jordan Walker and Alec Burleson nearly ready to join the team's outfield. If I was going, if I told, okay, just play along with me here. If I told you going into last year that following the 2022 season, Gold Glove winner and fan favorite Harrison Bader would be traded and would not be a Yankee, and that the Cardinals might even be considering moving two-time Gold Glove winner Tyler O'Neill from left field and former top overall prospect Dylan Carlson, who'd been playing right field, you'd have called me nuts. But that's kind of where we are with things at the end of this year. And what stinks about it is that a lot of this thinking is due to the injuries that ravaged the Cardinals outfields last year. Um, the Cardinals had signed Bader to a two-year deal in April, right? And uh, he, was having, he was having an okay season, nothing too spectacular, but he goes on the IL for plantar fasciitis on June 27th. Then because of injuries to free agent pickup Steven Matz and Jack Flaherty, uh, the rotation was very thin, so the Cardinals decided to move Bader, who was still injured at the time on August 2nd to the Yankees for left-hander Jordan Montgomery. A surprise move to everyone involved. I remember the first time I saw it come across the ticker, I, I gasped. I was like, <gasps> what? They traded Harrison Bader? Because we all love Bader. We loved him. Fast, the hair, the attitude, the charisma, the defense. We dug it. We dug all of it. Um, so that, that was crazy that, that, that he got traded. Uh, Tyler O'Neill had a rough start. He goes on the IL mid-May with shoulder soreness. Comes back in June. Goes back on the IL June 20th with a hammy issue. Comes back in mid-July, but the leg acts up again. 
at the end of the month. Then it was his neck in September, and then the hammy again in mid-September, and then the season was over. Never even got to play in the playoffs. Uh, Dylan Carlson dealt with some hammy issues at the end of May, but it was a thumb injury that August that proved to be a real problem. And then in early September, he goes on the IL for the thumb issue. Now, this isn't the first time that we've heard Carlson's name brought up in trade discussions, is it? No, 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 no. Uh, We had the Juan Soto talk around the trade deadline in August where people thought Carlson could be part of a package to go get Juan Soto out of Washington. Uh, That didn't end up happening. And uh, I guess from what I've read and gathered, it kind of got blown out of proportion that, uh, you know, because it came out that maybe it was because they didn't want to trade Carlson, which is why they didn't get Soto. Apparently that wasn't the case. Okay. It just nothing worked out altogether. And uh, the Padres end up getting him. Um, His name has been brought up in the team's pursuit of catcher, Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's where Rosenthal said that the team told the A's they can choose two from a group of four that included Nolan Gorman, Juan Yepes, Alec Burleson, and Dylan Carlson. But they weren't going to trade Newpar and uh, what was it? Brendan Donovan and one of their minor league pitchers, uh, either Gordon Graceffo or another power arm. They said uh, no to that. But Dylan's name was brought up in this part. Now with this new bit of information, which again, it's just speculation on Rosenthal's part of possibilities for the Dodgers to target and go after, which by the way, 90% of the offseason is speculation. So for people who are in the chat and stuff who say things like, this is all speculation. Well, that's what the offseason is. I mean, it's guys like me and you and fans around the league trying to figure out new and interesting ways to piece together a roster that we like to go win a world championship with. And that's what the real life GMs are doing too. They're trying to piece things together, see what fits and uh, try to, try to win, a, try to win a world series. Now, Rosenthal did not go into any trade scenarios as to what the trade for Carlson would look like, but you would think if the team made a move like this, if you were going to move a Dylan Carlson, and it went to the Dodgers, you'd be asking for a starting pitcher in return. So someone like maybe a Tony Gonsolin, who had a monster year. Uh, Dustin May, who was hurt most of the year, but came back and looked pretty darn good. Or what about Julio Arias? That is the name I want to talk about, because Arias is just 26 years old. He's going to be a free agent following the season. And with Shohei Otani set to be a free agent, perhaps the Dodgers would entertain a Carlson for Arias swap as they gear up to make this massive offer for Otani, which is why a lot of people think that the Dodgers have been a little bit more quiet in this offseason, that they haven't gone out and made a big splash signing of anybody. In fact, they've lost people, losing Bellinger, losing a Trey Turner. Um, They brought Kershaw back, but uh, a lot of people think they're just setting themselves up to make this huge, huge offer to Shohei Otani. Uh, Urias has been incredible since he got to the pros and since becoming a full-time starter in 2021. Since that time, he's gone 37-10, and 10, ERA 2.56. The Dodgers can pay for anyone they want, anyone they want. So what's stopping them from paying both Otani and Arias while shedding the uh, Clayton Kershaw money after this season? The answer is nothing, nothing. They can do it if they want to, but it's fun to think about, right? Like, if you really want to get your hands on Dylan Carlson, we want one of your starters. You know, Carlson's under control for a while. Uh, Rios is going to be a free agent. Let's talk about it. Um, But here's the thing. Realistically, what would you want in return for Dylan Carlson? I'm talking to you. What would you want 
realistically in return for Dylan Carlson, considering he's coming off a down year and also a year where he dealt with injuries. Leave your comments in the comment section below on YouTube and be sure to hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals or at JD Sports Radio because I'm intrigued by what you guys would think about that. Um, Because I, I find it interesting. I mean, I would love Gonsolin or May. You know, obviously, Urias would be, you know, way up here. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's gotten Cy Young votes both years since he's become a full-time starter. He's fantastic. Left-hander. Cardinals are going to have uh, some money to burn next year because they don't have anybody under contract except for Mats and uh, Dakota Hudson as far as the current pitching rotation. So they would have wiggle room there to sign a big name. Just let's th let's think about it. Think about it. Let me know what you guys uh, think would be something you would want in return for Dylan Carlson. Now, one of the reasons the Cardinals might be willing to flip uh, an outfielder for pitching is because they've got some depth at the outfield position, don't they? A decent amount of uncertainty in that rotation, which is why in our next segment, we're going to talk about the one Cardinal who needs to step up the most for this next season to be a success. So we'll get to that next on Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, NBA, NCAA basketball, NHL. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Uh, you can head to the website today. You can use your mobile device to learn more, but uh, NFL games, obviously, we've got uh, the, the next week starting up on Thursday. Uh, more Saturday games are going to happen, which was pretty freaking awesome, if you ask me. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I could take NFL games every day of the week. I could handle that, seriously. It would never happen because you don't want to water down the product too much, but I like having them on Saturdays now that the college season is uh, you know, into bowl season and you don't have as many games going on. So I dig NFL Thursday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Heck, they're almost on seven days a week now, aren't they? So um, to make the NFL season and what's left of it even more exciting, place a bet at betonline.net. Head to the website today. Use that mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. MLB.com's Thomas Harrigan posted a story about teams who lost free agents and need certain guys to step up. For example... They, he brought up the Braves. They they need Vaughn Grissom, who was very good as a rookie, to step up because Dansby Swanson is now a Chicago Cub. Gavin Lux for the Dodgers. They need him to help replace Trey Turner. That's how this whole story goes on. So he goes through a few teams. Uh, if you want to read it yourself, go to MLB.com. But I'm going to uh, go ahead and talk about what he said about the Cardinals. He brings them up in this article. And I couldn't agree more with them. Uh, about how this one player is going to need to make the jump to an elite level for this team as it's currently constructed to be successful next season and make a push for the World Series. And that player is Jack Flaherty. And here is what Thomas wrote. While St. Louis added catcher Wilson Contreras to an offense that already included 2022 NL MVP Paul Goldschmidt and third-place finisher Nolan Arenado, the team's rotation looks awfully similar to last season's iteration, minus Jose Quintana. 
As a result, the Cards are counting on Flaherty to not only stay healthy, but also recapture the ace form he showed in 2019. After finishing fourth in the National League Cy Young Award race that year, Flaherty has recorded a 102 ERA plus and 4.36 FIP, or FIP as people call it, which stands for Fielding Independent Pitching. That's those numbers over the, la- the, the past three seasons, missing considerable time due to injuries in each of the last two. Now, for those unfamiliar, because you're going to hear all sorts of new analytics and metrics and things that you're going to be like, what is that? You know, you, you got the basic stuff that, you know, you're used to seeing wins, losses, ERA, whip has obviously become a big thing, but things like ERA plus. All right. So for those who don't know what that is, ERA plus takes a player's ERA, normalizes it across the entire league. It accounts for external factors like ballparks and opponents. It then adjusts. So a score of 100 is league average and 150 would be 50% better than the league average. FIP, F-I-P, is like ERA, but it focuses solely on the events a, a pitcher has the most control over. So strikeouts, unintentional walks, hit by pitches, home runs, things like that. And it entirely removes results on balls hit into the field of play. So Flaherty's ERA plus is a smidge above league average, while the FIP is kind of high. You know, that that's a little bit high right there. So if your ERA was 4.36, you wouldn't like that too much. And that's where his FIP is as well. So we know that's not great. Okay, not good. And we've said it time and time again, the Cardinals lack a real ace in this rotation. You know, someone that you feel confident in going toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano against another team's top arm. Okay, there's not a single guy in the Cardinals rotation that you would say is better than the best teams in the National League's top guy. You know, Philadelphia, Zach Wheeler, nobody, right? Uh, the Mets, you could go with both of them, <laughs> Scherzer or Verlander. That That's not going to work. Um, the Dodgers, yeah, you're not, you're not going to go over Urias or Gonsolin or Walker Bueller. Like, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So these top teams that are in the National League, their pitchers are better. They're just better. And the funny part about it is the guy that the Cardinals trusted to be their number one guy in game one against the Phillies, he's now a New York Met, Jose Quintana. They let him walk. They just let him walk despite signing a relatively reasonable contract. Two years, $26 million. That's not that bad. The Cardinals don't have, as I mentioned, money tied up in the rotation after next year other than Mats and Hudson. So it seemed logical to bring Quintana back, but they didn't. They, they let him walk, and he walked quickly. So if, and this is a big if, mind you, Flaherty can somehow, some way revert back to the ace they had in the back half of 2019 and the beginning of 2021, then what a boost it would be to this team. I'm not expecting miracles out of the rest of the staff, okay? They are what they are. I'm just hoping and expecting them to be who they are normally. You know, uh, what we saw from Michaelis this year, you need that again. Wainwright, what you got from him all season long until September, you're going to need that again. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, Stephen Matz, when healthy, solid starters, right? We saw flashes of Montgomery being dominant when he first came over from New York. He looked incredible. Uh, Matt's also had his moments. He dealt with injuries last year, but I'd still feel a whole lot better. And I think you would too, if they had an established ace on the staff already, but 
I don't get to make those decisions. They didn't do that yet. Um, another side note, Flaherty, he's pitching for his next contract, which we know can be a big deal, right? People, right before they become free agents, they have a lights-out season. Uh, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent for the first time in his career. He's estimated to make about $5.5 million this year. You don't think he's got some extra motivation to be good this year, especially after seeing what guys like Carlos Rodon just got, or even guys like Quintana, who are making double and close to triple what he's getting this year. If Flaherty does become that ace, then the Cardinals obviously have the money and the budget to re-sign him if he wants to stay in St. Louis. But he's got to stay healthy, and he's got to produce, not only for himself financially, but for this Cardinals team to be a player in the postseason in 2023. Matt Carpenter has a new home. I'm going to tell you where he's headed, plus give you the latest news and notes from around the league next on Locked on Cardinals. So former Cardinal Matt Carpenter is heading west. The veteran lefty has signed a two-year deal to join the San Diego Padres. The terms of the deal were not announced, but a source told MLB.com that the deal would pay Carpenter $6 million in 2023 and another $6 million in 2024 if he were to opt in. With escalators in his contract, they could take it up to $21 million in total. There certainly was talk about bringing Carp back to the Cardinals. For one, I don't think the Cardinals would have paid him that much. <laughs> that's, that's a good chunk of change. And second, I just think that it's better for both parties that they stayed apart. Because if he did come back to St. Louis and then ended up struggling like he did when he left, it just it just would have left a sour taste in, in everyone's mouth, you know? We love seeing him go off in New York. We all thought that was cool, even though it was a brief time and then he got hurt and then the season was basically a wash for him after that. But, you know, we're glad that he has success and he was able to extend his career. Going to be weird seeing him in a Padres uniform and actually having to play him because uh, at least on the Yankees team, he didn't have to see him so much. But now he's going to be back in the National League. The real question, here's the honestly, this is the biggest question about Matt Carpenter coming into 2023 with the San Diego Padres. Does he go back to the full beard now that he's out of New York? Remember, you can't have all that in New York, right? You can only have a mustache. Does he stick with the stash? Because the stash worked for him. It worked out very nice for him in New York. Does he stick with it, or do you think he grows the full beard back out in San Diego? Find out, I guess. Uh, we've talked about the Cardinals possibly, <clears throat> excuse me, needing a veteran left-handed uh, bat to come off the bench. And we listed a few of those names in past videos. Uh, in fact, Bernie Miklas over at Scoops with Danny Mack did a piece on this. And, you know, he had some of the familiar names that, that I've mentioned on this podcast, Michael Conforto, Jerks, and Profar. By the way, both Bernie and I agree that both of those guys are going to be too expensive. Uh, they're going to get starter money wherever they go. Um, my personal favorite, I'm really leaning towards David Peralta now. If they decide, you know, that they want to do this, um, he's on Bernie's list as well. Um, maybe they'll continue to look in this direction, but you know, the market for uh, a left-handed hitter, it's thinned out pretty, pretty quite a bit, <laughs> you know, uh, Ben Intendi goes to the White Sox. Michael Brantley, who people wanted is back in Houston. Now Joey Gallo goes to the twins, but you know, those guys were, those guys were out of the Cardinals price range anyway. I don't, I don't think those were realistic guys they might sign, but I like a David Peralta if he's available at a reasonable rate, like uh, like Dickerson was this year. This year, uh, it was five million dollars they paid Corey Dickerson. Um, if Peralta wants to come back 
and uh, or wants to come to St. Louis for $5 million. I'm in on that. If he wants to go six, I, I'm cool with that. I think that's a, a decent amount of money to pay what a David Peralta could bring to the team. Another former Cardinal has signed right-handed reliever. Adam Ottavino has re-signed with the Mets on a one-year deal, $14.5 million guaranteed with up to a million in incentives. That uh, is the reported amount that Adam was able to secure. Now they've got Edwin Diaz, David Robertson, Ottavino as their closer and setup men, which is pretty darn formidable to go along with Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Jose Quintana as their top two starters. Um, Man, the Mets are good at spending money, aren't they? That contract brings owner Steve Cohen's total outlay to free agents this winter to $491.1 million in guaranteed money. His 2023 payroll is now over $350 million. And that doesn't include the tens of millions he is on the hook to pay in luxury tax penalties. And I hate everything about it. I hate it. I, I Here's the thing. I can't blame an owner for spending their money however they want to spend it, okay? He's not doing anything wrong. If the Cardinals were doing this, you know, we'd all be high-fiving and loving every second of it if, if DeWitt was just doling out contracts to everybody going, come on, come on over to St. Louis. We'd love it. And don't say you wouldn't. But what, here's the problem. When the taxes that a team has to pay is more than some of the team's entire payrolls, Something is wrong. Like they're estimated to pay like $85 million in taxes. And that's more than some of these franchises are paying their entire payrolls. Guys like um, the A's, the Pirates. I mean, I think it might be more than the Guardians now. The Orioles are still way down there. Just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's wrong, man. It just feels wrong. Uh, also, odd development today. With the Giants and prize free agent acquisition, Carlos Correa, uh, the team abruptly postponed his introductory press conference this morning. The Giants did not provide a reason for the delay, but a source told EL, uh, MLB.com's Mark Feinsan that the team is waiting on results for unspecified tests. Ronald Blum of the Associated Press reported that a medical issue was flagged during Correa's physical, which took place on Monday. So we don't know what happened or what's popped up yet. The two had agreed on a 13-year, $350 million deal last week. And at the time of this recording, there hasn't been any updates given. So we we don't know what's going on. But can you imagine if that gets voided because of a, a failed physical? That would be crazy, right? Whew. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked On Cardinals. 